0: Podcast with me, Stephen. My first podcast today, and I'm glad to say I'm joined by uh, a nice guest, a good close friend of mine. We oh. did Moon dogs together, didn't we, Jordan? Um, Jordan, thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for having me, Steve. How you doing, mate? You okay? I'm good. You've told me that you've you've come up. For, was it Plymouth you've come up for for this?
1: Plymouth, yeah. I, well, I'll tell you the, the thing. So I I do a few gigs, you know, here and there. Whether it's like you know, tribute acts with uh, like a Jersey Boys tribute or whatnot. Um, and yesterday, we were at this wedding, and we get down there, and we discover that it's for, um, well, get, guess how many guests, do you think, that was at this wedding? For a wedding?
0: Yeah. Depends who's getting married. Has he got any friends? Well. <laughs> uh, maybe 100. Like that. 13. 13! 13! 13,
1: 13 people. So, we're there, three of us, doing dance moves and... You know, choreography and, and, and harmonies and everything, and it's to 13 people. To be fair, they were very receptive. They were wonderful. Um, but just 13, it was a bit of a bit of a bit of a bit nerve wracking. But to be honest, D, I mean, I've done gigs for, you know, in front of nobody, you know, in the past. So it was, it was upstate
0: I, for them. I think the gigs in front of the, uh, the smaller crowds can be a bit more daunting. The fact that yeah. you've got, you know, it, it doesn't sound like that. And when you tell someone, who's not sort of in that industry, you tell them, I'd, I'd much rather be performing to a thousand people than one person. Yeah. It can be more nerve-wracking, can't it? Yeah, well, as you know, when we did um, Moon Dogs together, only, what was it, it was two
1: weeks ago, was it? Two or three weeks ago? Something like that, yeah. Um, On that stage, on the uh, uh, the Epstein, Epstein, I still don't know which one to say, Um, like, I found that more than any other theatre I've been at, like, you can't see any of the audience, like, it was just totally just like a sea of black, you just couldn't see anything at all, whereas yeah, when you do it like at the, something like the Arts Bar or something, all the lights are on, it's like quite close to everybody, you can literally see like the whites of people's eyes and uh, it can be quite daunting, yeah, just to just to be with that small amount of people.
0: And that's where we're doing it from, Liverpool Arts Bar, that's so it.
1: how long's that drive
0: up from Plymouth, The fi- five hours, something
1: like that? Something like that, yeah, it was a bit of a trek, but uh, you know, we took turns the lads and uh, we... We got well the accommodation we got, you know, is in Plymouth, and then it was a drive from there, an hour drive from there to the actual venue. So it's like doing a gig in Blackpool, and your accommodation is in Manchester or something. It's just like, it's just so big, but there's nothing down there. Do you know what I mean? Crazy.
0: Any good service stations on the way? I know you're. Mm. I feel like you're the type of guy you like to, uh, because you're a football fan as well. You must enjoy a good service station on the way.
1: Do you know it's a good one that Gloucester? um, There's a farm. Shop one, and it's not just your typical service station. it's, it's You've got your—it's all that homemade stuff. It's all your. I mean, obviously, t- talking to to yourself, you know, vegetarian. It's, it can be a little bit like. There's
0: is it like? Is it that one that's got like the sort of like the brown wooden outside? That's right. Yeah.
1: Grass on the top. That's that's right.
0: Yeah. Because I think I I visited that one when because that's really getting down south. That isn't it?
1: I think that's really well. We're pretty much like any further, and you'll be in France. Do you know what I
0: mean? So, yeah, you know I think you get the odd one, um around round sort of Midlands way where you get you get you're getting really into the pits there. What's like for you with a service station? What's what what are you looking at? So you're driving past. What for you is gonna make you go, yeah, I'm stopping there. Are you the type of person to go you know when you see like something like a little farm shop one, something that's obviously very new and caters to a a more of a, a, a middle class audience, or are you a, a Moto KFC type of guy?
1: Yeah, to be fair, I'd, I'd go for that. You know, I'm, I'm a northern working class lad. Um, that'll do, is a common mm. phrase, you know, from me. Uh, we had stopped at one place yesterday that I had a, a Leon, which I'm not a... I, I don't know what I've... A it's some sort of... Well, my, my friend Ben pretty much described it as posh fast food, mm. which it pretty much is. But yeah, you know, a Mackey's will do me. Mm.
0: I think if you see if it's got a KFC, a Subway, or a McDonald's, Yeah. you know what I mean, and a WH Smith as well. Yeah. You can't turn down one see of them for, big yeah, chocolate bars in yeah. a magazine. You know,
1: other fast food um, places as well as news agents are available. We just mm-hmm. got to say, you know,
0: important to, to mention it. But you've done a lot of things in the, you. You're, you're quite experienced when it comes to this industry. Now you've been Paul McCartney and the Moon Dogs. You've mm-hmm. been uh, you've been obviously in the Jersey Boys tribute, but now you've written your own musical wonder yeah tell me a little bit about it because i'm, I'm interested to hear what it's about completely original written by yourself
1: yeah, yeah so um i i, I just have been doing this for quite a few years um and uh, you know I, I didn't study acting at uni or, or music at uni or anything like that i studied english lit and creative writing so from my perspective this sort of way into theatrical. Um, sort of pieces and, and theatrical work and stuff. It's come about through more like literature and everything. So um, I'd, I'd written this first musical years and years ago, about 2015. And then 2016, I wanted to do another one. And I I just, I really wanted to do, because, you know, like yourself, big fan of the Beatles for, for many, many years. They're the, the reason I love music, really. And... I wanted, like, a, a new way into... I really wanted to do a show about a 60s band, but, I mean, how many of them have been done? I wanted, like, to find a new way in, but I just couldn't find an original sort of way in until we were studying romantic poetry in English uh, literature at uni, and we learnt about the, Wordsworth, um, the poets Wordsworth and Coleridge. And at first you're thinking like, yeah, I've sort of heard of um, them, you know, the, they wore the frilly shirts, they walked around talking about flowers and this, that, and the other. It's not going to be too exciting. But then you get to know the people. You, know, you get to actually know them. And the, the story is just absolutely... What really struck me is, is the similarity between William Wordsworth and Coleridge and how they wrote and worked together and Paul McCartney and John Lennon, weirdly enough. Um, I mean, in in both sort of McCartney and Wordsworth, you've got this optimist, you've got this person who's the businessman, he wants to get things done, he knows what will work, and he wants to sort of keep it going all the time. And then with the Lennon and Coleridge character, you've got somebody who can be quite self-deprecating, very witty, very brash. I mean, a -a once-in-a-lifetime genius, but they are, you know, so dogged down by the demons kind of thing, and and obviously haunted by... Addictions to numerous things, and and the way they work together, it's it's just like absolutely, I couldn't believe like hearing it and thinking, oh my god, this is like listening to Lennon and McCartney looking at um, Wordsworth and Coleridge. So the idea basically is we've taken Wordsworth and Coleridge and their family members and their life and everything, and we've sort of contemporized them in a way, really, in that the you know we, we've 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 sort of merged like two different eras of like the eighteen hundreds and the nineteen sixties together. So instead of them just writing poetry on parchment and you know wearing, as I say, the frilly shirts and and the you know um, corsets and, and this kind of thing. They're speaking like us. They're speaking like how you know you'd speak in the '60s. Um, they are they've, they've, they've dropped the parchment and quills and the ink and they've picked up guitars and they're singing. So all the songs in the show are based on uh, original the, the original poems by Wordsworth and Coleridge. So it's 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 bringing these. Uh, wonderful characters who people might not know much about, and bringing them into sort of like a 20th century um, setting, really, and uh, just trying to contemporize them. And 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 as I say, just the the the, the mixing of these two different eras, which you'd think that's not going to work at all, and it just works so well, weirdly enough.
0: That's good because I think there is there is a marker for that, isn't there? Because we've heard about so much about these. Um all these bands and it I like I really admire the fact that you tried to do something a a little bit different you tried you took an inspiration and you tried to put a new spin on it Mm -hmm. because you know if you're inspired by something that's happened before Mm -hmm. you have to change that slightly to to um to mold it into 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 your thing you say you wrote it a long time ago Mm. so when was the first time that Wanda really came into your mind so
1: I started writing this in 2016 uh, in my last year at university and it's just one of those things where I wanted it to be right, I needed to make sure that it was um, I mean I, is anything ever perfect but you know I wanted to make sure that it was as good as it could possibly be and, and something that I am proud to put on the stage and we put it on in 2019, the first uh, rendition of it uh, in, in Blackpool, With uh, that's obviously where I come from with my uh, good friends, Lauren at Blackout Theatre Company uh, who helped me put that on um, and it was uh you know a, a quite a big cast and it was quite a, a, a bigger production whereas what i've done here and doing it at the um you know where we're doing this this interview now at the arts bar we're, we're actually performing this at the hope street theatre in september um it's it's um what I wanted to do is really sort of bring it back to its roots because it's 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 really a story that is grounded. You know, the whole thing is about nature. It's got to be. Uh, it's it's going to be obviously. You know, this theatre. It's more intimate. But when you've got a director like I have in in Tom Martin, who it doesn't matter how big the theatre is, he he makes it big with what he does. He's just directed The Great Gatsby, and uh, you know, it, it could have been done on the West End, something like that. That, that it just it just made it um, something else. And that's the idea, really. He's taking something that at first you think oh it's a little bit small you know the cast of is there's eight of us and it just because of what we do together it just creates this sort of magic and this lavish production um that's that's you know it makes something bigger than what it actually is yeah
0: how does it feel to have something that you've wrote yourself that's very personal because you know when you when you do something artistic you are putting a lot of your if you're putting a lot of, of your, your mentality on the line, aren't you? You're showing people your way of thinking. How does that feel to then hand that over to someone to direct it? And they have to put their spin on it. Is that hard? Because I think, is there, is there a control freak in you that you want to do it all yourself?
1: <laughs> well, the what what they always used to say um, about writers is that any character you create, they, you know, however big or... however um, much or or not it is like there is something about you in every character you write no matter how big or small um and and for me personally you know i'm very much like the character i'm going to be playing in the show called will who's very much based on you know wordsworth and the paul mccartney type figure i i'm very much like that i want to make sure that um i i just i've got an idea in my head and i want to make sure that it comes out you know the way I sort of see it, but the, th- the great thing about um, working with, with with Tom is that um, it's very collaborative. And we've, you know, we're, we're actually meeting this Sunday to sort of discuss some some more ideas again. Um, it's something that yeah, it can be a little bit hard, and, and sometimes you do have to kill your darlings. You do have to give up your, your bits that you are, are your favourites because at the end of the day, it's not about me; it's about these characters this story which is just bigger than me and bigger than anything really you know in my mind so um at the end of the day you know it's it's going to look great on stage going to sound fantastic and um you know the gang that we've got together uh, is 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 a wonderful group of people
0: that's great i mean it's good to know that it, it's a selfless thing to be able to uh, to take something that is 100% yours and then lose A percentage of it because it will happen even when you get to unless you're playing every character yourself directing (laughs) it yourself you're never going to have you're never going to have something that's completely yours um is this something that you you'd like to do to do more of have you you got any more ideas that have come from Wanda to do anything else or are you happy to stick with what you've got for now
1: well i this you know I, I love Wanda to bits and but because it's been with me for so long i am really really excited to get it on the stage now and finally have uh people see it because obviously where, where I come from in blackpool it's it's great, but the you know the theater scene in liverpool does does something on all the time it, it, it you know it's a bigger city it's an art city and everything it, it just sort of dominates it so it's going to be really great for me to actually finally showcase this um in front of a lot of people in such a great city that obviously I've been inspired by so much from when I was a teenager looking at the Beatles and everything. Um, obviously I want to get it out there and it's going to be great um, but I, I, I've got so many ideas after this but this, this sort of has to come first. Um, after this we'll see how we do. I've, I've got many ideas for this show. I want to take it up eventually to the Lake District, where it really should be. Obviously, a lot of the story, a lot of the story is set in the lakes, with it being based on Wordsworth. Um, but there's, hey, there's there's always ideas in the noggin, you know. There's always stuff going on, other musicals I want to do, other plays and whatnot. And then, of course, you know, just on the acting side of things, we're going to do Moondogs again. Really looking forward to that. Uh, and then, you know, see how well we do with the other sort of Beatles-related things with yourself and myself and and Mark and uh, Julian and, uh, and Jesse and the rest of the guys. So...
0: You know, having something like this, um, is it... Do you feel more confident with it, in the fact that it's yours? Do you feel like... Um, is there less of a... Is there, are you less nervous, basically, is what I'm asking? Because, you know, coming in and playing someone and everyone being sort of strangers at first, you obviously... I think it could be quite nerve-wracking for me, if it was me, to have people come in, a group of actors that, that are going to be in, a, in in your show... You have to then sell that to them. There's so much more work, obviously, than just coming in and playing your part and learning your lines. Is it easier or harder when it's your show?
1: Well, I'll tell you... The show, I, th- I think the basis for the show um, and, and the story of Wordsworth and Coleridge is obviously um, so strong that I think that people will be drawn to it anyway, including you know, uh, potential cast members when they audition for it. But at the end of the day, do you know what it comes down to? It, with anything, I think, in theatre, um, with acting, with anything, it comes down to trust. Just for example, when we did Moondogs, obviously a lot of that show, uh, we were he- heavily encouraged to improvise quite bits of it. And I don't think you can do that unless you trust your fellow actors because you don't know what's going to come out of their mouth. You need to be able to trust yourself and roll with it. And for a very different reason, um, you know, I, I really trust the group of actors that we've got. Obviously, we did an audition process that was uh, over a couple of days. We had person auditions. We had, as well, self-tapes that come in. And the guys that we've got, I, you know, we had our first rehearsal of, of um, a music, music rehearsal the other week. And uh, I, I, was, I, was, I was blown away. I was so impressed. Obviously, I was impressed with them in the auditions anyway, but you never quite know when you audition people one on one versus what they get like in the group together. And they're all bouncing off each other straight away. They're all having a great laugh. They're all having a good time. Um, so I, I, I couldn't be any prouder. So I, I really trust these guys for what I'm doing. At the end of the day, Steve, <laughs> there's so much going into it. Obviously, I'm, I'm pretty much you know directing this and, and, no, sorry, musically directing this and producing it and also being in the play as well, like the musical, I should say there's not really a lot of time to be nervous. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I've just got to get on with it and do it. And then we'll come to the end of it. It'll come to Saturday night when we have finished it and I'll go, oh my God, you know, where, where did all the time go? It's, it's gone, it's over. Um, so, you know, I, I really can't wait to, to get stuck into it. So it is, it is nerve-wracking like anything else is in theatre. But at the same time, the excitement for it really, really dwarfs that uh, nervousness.
0: So what I was interested to, to hear from you, and this is the, the main thing I wanted to do yeah, is. You wrote I didn't expect you to have written this such a long time ago. Mm. I thought you'd probably wrote this in the last couple of years. The fact that it's an old and a show that's old, you know what I mean? Like, you know. Mm. I was still in school when you wrote this. Oh no, so, don't
1: <laughs> oh, God. so
0: um obviously the one big elephant in the room is this is a pre pandemic play. Yeah. When you had all that time to yourself, did that affect Wanda? Is it gonna be is it going to have a different stamp on it now that you've had so much time to think about with it compared to before? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when you said you started writing it, you had what a three, four year spell where working on it. And then it's mm-hmm. finally this big main event of putting it on in 2019. Mm-hmm. Now that, you know, that was three years ago. You've had a lot of happen. You've had much more experience. Um, is that, has that. And I think if it was mine, I think it would have definitely had an impact. But, has that slightly changed anything about the play?
1: I, I obviously I, I I very hesitate to say that you know anything good came from the pandemic. Obviously, it was such a a harrowing ordeal, but I think that people do often say you know that that if there was a benefit to take from it, it was the you know the time that we could reflect and time that we you know we, we weren't just going out and distracting ourselves this that and the other or the drives to work which would normally take up so much of your life. It gave you more time to reflect and. As I said we did it in summer 2019 and I remember early 2020 we didn't even know what you know uh, the disease was um I remember looking up theaters thinking yeah this is going to make its professional debut in in 2020 but um of, of course it did not and it allowed me to sort of because what the great thing about the first one we did is that we we recorded it and so we watched it back and I've just sat for so long and watched this original thing just gone well this is great but we could do this and do this you know the thing is when this is the great thing about what i've done in in, in terms of like studying um english and everything in, in you know as opposed to going and studying and acting and whatnot is that the the, the analysis of things um it, it it you know we've sort of honed those skills you know when you study shakespeare you study him on the page but it's not really good you know because shakespeare or anybody any writer who's not written anything in in terms of plays to be read you write your plays you write your musicals to be seen so until you get it out there and you first see it you don't really know you can read it as many times as you want but it needs to be seen so putting it on um and seeing that obviously i knew there was ideas i wanted to sort of change but then having the the pandemic it really made me have this more time to reflect and sit down and actually pick up the guitar and sort of fall in love with the guitar again and and, you know we've we've taken some songs out we've written new songs put them in um at, at first when i first wrote it so long ago it was almost a little bit like ashamed of the sort of words with Coleridge element whereas now you know we've we've embraced it more fully and um, as I say you know you're not going to come in and you're not going to you know get the actual poems in full just put to music they are contemporized you know you'll recognize some lines but for the whole we've sort of changed the language of it all Um, and the main thing I want to say really is that people shouldn't come in really and you know and think oh my god it's just it's just going to be I'm going to be hit with all this stuff about English lit and poetry and, and late districts and everything because what we've tried to do is we've tried to say that if you come in not knowing anything about Wordsworth and Coleridge and you come out wanting to know a bit more fantastic that is absolutely brilliant if you come in you don't know a single thing about them and you come out and you still don't know anything or you don't feel like you want to learn anything more about them but you've enjoyed yourself that's the main thing for me because that's what you know theatre is about we go to, to watch it i mean the whole thing of you know suspending your disbelief that was that phrase was coined by coleridge like so many of these great things that these guys said is like now in our lexicon every day so what we want people to do is come in suspend their disbelief enjoy themselves and then as i say if if you
0: take something from it fantastic if not no worries as long as you've had a good good time but i was i was keen to get your opinion on that because um i think guys around our age we've we had a lot of time that that was a a really strange time and I think for people older than us and people younger than us obviously we'll have children growing up who will remember it slightly but it won't be any different to them for people like us who are in the peaks of our lives you know we're at a young age where we've grown over the of the the last two years I'm keen to understand how much that can change a person's mindset because I know even for me uh, after finishing moon dogs and being at home it feels a lot like then being at home and not really knowing what the next thing is so I want to that was what I was I was keen to know because um did you use that time to you know uh, to do you think it, you're a better person because of that because I think it's hard to admit isn't it you know when sometimes you're a bit sometimes you can it's hard to admit that you're vulnerable because of yeah. something like that but it's really I think and this is something that we see a lot in in you know poetry and stuff like that that it's important to use your vulnerability in these creative processes for something like wonder, something that's original something that's yours and something that isn't you know, it, it, it's slightly different. A lot of people aren't too clued up on poetry. You've obviously had to do some research to get this done. Um, I think it's a good a good idea to use the vulnerability that you can experience in these different situations to add a different aspect to your writing. Do you agree with that? Yeah,
1: I, I, I think that the main thing is what I was thinking of then as, as, as you were speaking is reflection so i think that when you come in something and you think it's going to be about the 60s and everything you know, you're thinking the mini skirts and the, the sort of go-go down to the go-go boots and all that kind of thing whereas what we're trying to sort of really get here is is we're going to talk about the beatles as i say because so much of this was inspired not just by Wordsworth and college but by Lennon and McCartney. we're talking about the era of kind of rubber soul revolver when they weren't just writing about i love you you love me that kind of thing they were writing deep, introspective stuff. You know, you've got In My Life, um, you got Norwegian Wood, um, and then you obviously go on to stuff like Penny Lane, Strawberry Fields, they're writing about themselves, they're reflecting back on their lives and their childhood, and that is very, very romantic... Like, that's very romantic poetry. You know, it's, it's often said that the romantic poets were the rock stars of their day, but just as much as you can say that, you know, Lennon and McCartney, they were poets, you know, just as much as they were songwriters. So, as I say, that's just another sort of... Um, great little mishmash again there but in terms of like you know the whole pandemic and reflection and everything is that i say you know i i I was working just before the pandemic i was working uh, in a sales job in an office where it's you know nine to five you're in the rat race of the city you go in and trying to beat the traffic and then you're on the computer and you're trying to sell and do this kind of thing you don't have any time to think you get back home and you don't want You just turn your brain off and that's it. Whereas what this, you know, i say allowed us to do with the whole pandemic and everything is that it gave us time to reflect nature healed because people weren't going to work and, you know, sputtering the cars and pollution and everything. Um, so we got to enjoy nature we got to enjoy people's companies uh a lot more and we got to sit down and actually think and reflect and for some people obviously that can be quite a daunting thing you know mental health and everything if, if we give our brains too much time to talk or whatever then goodness knows where we can go but no i think at the same time it's 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 really really important to take stock of yourself and and what you believe and what you feel and then i'd, I'd say i've changed
0: an awful lot since the pandemic
1: as i think a lot of people have as, as well really
0: i think what i'm trying to get at there is it would be incredibly easy to write a musical that is, you know, really happy, everything's perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. got you know, it's got it's got a moral to the story, but the majority of it is we're gonna sing, we're gonna dance, you're gonna enjoy yourself. Mm. I think it's nice what I get from Wonder the vibe I get from what you've told me already and I'll wait to see the show is that it has it's not it's not got this um this idea that everything's perfect. It's got this idea that these people who are brilliant artists brilliant poets you have to ride a wave to get to that point um and i think that's that's what i'm getting from it and that's what i admire about it and i think i think what i get from it and i don't know if you agree with this is if it's not your cup of tea then it won't be everyone's cup of tea but if it is your cup of tea i think you'll really enjoy it because if you're into this sort of thing and you can channel your brain into you know not trying to live up to expectations you can sort of, um, you can use, you can be selfless and you can think about, you know, you can embrace other sides of yourself, you can embrace your femininity, you can embrace yeah. the ed, the poet that's in everyone. Yeah. If you can try to channel into what this musical is telling you and what it's trying to teach you, I think that is what you're really trying to get at. You're trying to teach people about this side of, that is in everyone, I believe anyway. Yeah. Do you agree with that?
1: I, I'd, I'd say that, you know... <laughs> I think that when you you use the term musical um, to people who, who generally don't go to musicals or they, they don't really go to that kind of thing, you know, they're thinking of the whole Forty Second Street, everybody in a line, tap dancing that kind of thing. It's not, you know, as as much as I think that's sort of the idea that when I first had when I first heard about Wordsworth and Coleridge, and you're thinking poetry about nature, it's going to be about talking about how nice plants are and how nice the sky is and that kind of thing. And, and don't get me wrong, there's a great appreciation for nature in it. But also, there's there's a great darkness that comes with it. I mean, as I say, these characters uh, they are, they are dogged with their own problems. Particularly, not to spoil anything, but particularly the character of Sam, who, as I say, if if you know you know John Lennon or you know Coleridge, you'll, you're sort of going to get an idea of what that character is going to be. It's you know, as much as they had these great days where they thought that I am the king of the world, you know, the next day you can t- totally crashing down with this. In a sort of self-doubt and thinking why have I written all these pages of this it's, it's rubbish you tear up your own work and and that kind of thing and I think that the thing is you know being in Liverpool as well this uh, I think people are going to really come and enjoy it because this is a city of artists it's a city for artists it's a city for new art as much as we love Th- this is the great thing I suppose is that it celebrates the old literally whether it be poets from 200 years ago or 1960s 70s music. But it also embraces a new. It's a brand new show, you know. This this kind of thing um, is 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 not something I've sort of seen done before, where you've like modernised people from the past. I suppose you've got you know musicals and stuff like Hamilton and whatnot, but it's it's a different vibe from that. You know, we're not just putting them in the waistcoats and the the you know talking in contemporary language. You know that we, we've brought them from a whole new era. That even the names, you know, we're not talking William um, Samuel and and Dorothy. It's Will Sam and Dot and the rest of it. Um, but no, as I say I, I think that any person you know, from Liverpool I think would really enjoy it or, or the outskirts because you know what it's it's a show about artists for artists for people who enjoy art any artist like yourself will know Steve there's, there's moments where you think I've written the best piece of writing imaginable and there's days where you think what, what on earth have I been doing for three hours
0: that's something that I think I really appreciate about this is that it is um there is that side of everyone that we don't see mm. um and for guys our age, it can be really hard to admit that there is that side of you. You've, it's easy to be very proud of yourself and say, oh yeah, I writ this and I think it's great. There will have been times, I'm sure, when you've doubted yourself and you've thought it's rubbish.
1: Oh, uh, oh, I mean, every day, you know, that that's that's the truth of it being like, enjoying the things that we enjoy. Obviously, I can't speak for, for everybody in every other walk of life, like you know, sports or everything, but I'm sure there's all these points where you feel like, I've not done something that's good enough. I've not done anything that, that I think is worthwhile. Um, but And that's why it's you know, taken so long to come out. It's, it's it's finally got to this point where I think that you know I really want people to see this. I, I really encourage people to buy their tickets. I'm just going to give the plug for the tickets.
0: I was going to yeah. say, I'm going to let you do your own plug because yeah. otherwise I'll get something wrong.
1: That's all right. I've got the leaflet in front of me just in case I get something wrong. So it's from the 1st till the 3rd of September. It'll be at the... Hope Street Theatre in Liverpool. You can buy your tickets uh, online at hopestreettheatre.com or at ticketquarter.com. You've just got to search for the name Wanda in the uh, the title. So tickets are £12 um, for standard entry and £10 for concession. And as I say, any person who enjoys literature, who enjoys music, who enjoys the story of the Beatles or poetry or anything like that, do you know what, it's, it's got something for everybody this show really uh, You know, come because I think that you will have a really really good time, I'm not going to say that it's all happy holding hands all, all the time, there are some elements of tartness of, of in there but ultimately I think it's, it's got something for everybody I think, I think people who come will, will really really enjoy the show that we've put on and if you don't enjoy it you know, the arts bar's next door have a drink, it's fine, <laughs> you know
0: Brilliant. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there because we've been talking for half an hour. Have
1: we? Yeah, we have. Oh, it flies by. We've talked. A, do you know when you're no, talking about like when you
0: talk about service stations, the um, <laughs> the day goes very quickly. But yeah, make sure you um, you go and go and check Wander out on the days that it's on first to the third of September of this year. Uh, it should be a really good, really good show. Jordan, thanks for joining me, being my first guest.
1: Thanks for having me, Steve, and uh, I'm happy to. Uh I, say I was going to say something there. I'm happy to pop your... Um oh, no. Right.
0: <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> right, well, I hope you as a listener have, joined, uh, have enjoyed it as well. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Ladies and gents, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Opening Nights. Our next production is coming very soon, so be sure to get subscribed wherever you're listening and visit our website, www.openingnights.co.uk to stay updated. Bye for now.